Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20 Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. host Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Friday, February 24th, 2023. Uh, Here we go. TGIF. Alright guys, how is everybody doing out there today on this fine Friday afternoon? The thousands upon thousands of DTOM listeners, that's right, we are crushing it this month. Uh, I I applaud you guys. Uh, <laughs> I don't even understand how to express the amount of people <laughs> that are downloading this show right now. Um... So, for the old timers that's been with been with the show for a little bit, I appreciate you guys for sharing this with your friends. Um, I can't even tell you how many countries we're hurting right now. It's it's quite amazing. It's it's actually a little astonishing to be just some dude with a full time job and a part time podcast, right? Not a professional by any stretch of the imagination. I uh, literally work a 50-hour-a-week job, and I try to bring you this show three times a week as best as possible. I've been doing pretty well lately being able to do that, so um, fortunately for that. Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm literally, this, this show's probably heard, and I'm not lying when I tell you it's heard in at least 30 different countries. I, I could pull it up and count it, but, um, and just about every state in America is listening to there's there's at least one person <laughs> in every state except for three so out of 50 states 47 states Alaska the only ones is not Hawaii uh, I think Montana and Idaho uh, why 
Idaho and Montana. It's not. So I need you guys to uh, call your friends in Montana and Idaho and tell them the D-Tom show is kicking ass and we need them also. But it's amazing um, to to be able to do this. Like I said, I'm just some dude uh, <laughs> who works a job, who's got a lot of things on his mind and tries to bring you as much stuff as possible that you might not be hearing on other podcasts or on the news or whatever. And I, I might even put a different spin on it. Um, something that you might not be thinking about. It might be regular news to most people, but the uh, conspiracy-minded brain of mine and uh, Chris, who isn't always here, but is here in spirit, um, and gives me ideas, sends me stories. Now, usually we're kind of on the same wavelength. He might send me something that I'm already looking at or vice versa. But uh, nonetheless, um, we try to put a different spin on what the news appears to be. So, with that being said, a couple of things, guys. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please subscribe to the show. Trying to just keep this train rolling. Uh, looks like February is going to be the best month I've ever had doing this show. So, I need March to be even better. So, I need you guys to keep sharing this. Subscribe to the show, and uh, like I said, we're pretty much heard everywhere. Everywhere that you can listen to a podcast, this show is on, so no one has any excuses. You guys obviously know where you're listening to me at. Your friends, your family, whoever you think should listen to the show, um, we're everywhere. So there's no reason for no one to listen, and it's free. I don't charge, I don't have a Patreon, I don't have a exclusive members-only bullshit, I don't do any of that. This is the show. Here it is. If I'm going to make money off this show, it's going to be through sponsors. The best way to get sponsors is to keep pushing the show and making it larger than life. And with y'all's help, I'll be able to do that. Secondly, if you want to follow the show on social media, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker at Don't Tread on America. Check us out there. You can follow us there. You'll know when shows are updated. Um, you know, some of the stuff we might post on there. Uh, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, stories you want me to cover, you can message me through any, well, maybe not through TikTok, but through the Facebook especially. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at Don't Tread on America at DTOM underscore 1775. And if you want to follow me personally on the Twitter machine, it's Don Q at, uh, was it PCGC? <laughs> underscore 1775 and honestly the best way if you're not on any of those social media platforms which is fine the best way to get a hold of me is on our website that's right we have a website don't tread on america.com you can subscribe to that page i don't spam you i won't hit you up with any bullshit you'll get show updates you'll get um naked pictures of me and oh no we're not doing that okay no naked pictures sorry um, you'll get show updates and, uh, those types of things. Um, yeah. And if you have any questions, you can reach me through there. That goes straight to my personal email and I check my email every day. You can ask Eric Foster. He emails me all sorts of stuff and I'm, and Eric, I know you're probably going to listen to this. I am trying <laughs> to get all the information that you've been sending me together to try and do a story. I have a vacation coming up here in the next couple of weeks so what my plan is to take a lot of these stories that Eric's been giving me. Uh, he's a gentleman out of Spain. And um, 
I'm going to take some of his stuff that he's given me that they're not necessarily current events per se. So that'll be a good while I'm on vacation shows. I'm going to get those recorded and put in the hopper, so to speak, so that when I'm on vacation, they can upload and you guys can still hear the sultry tones of the PCGC. All right, guys. So let's get into the mix. So I think what I'm going to start doing on Fridays is this. Um, I'm going to do, re, we're going to recap stories of the week. There might be some stories that we missed, that I missed personally, and um, update some of those stories that maybe we did talk about. I'm going to try and run through this real quick because I actually have a lot of stuff here to cover. Um, so let's get to it. All right, here we go. <laughs> so it's Friday, right? Thank God it is Friday. So here's a couple of quick hits from stories of the week. Okay, home sales fall for tw- for the 12th straight months. It's the longest streak since 1999. Mortgage rates are still too high, though. So obviously, the prices of homes on average are coming down, but they're still unaffordable because interest rates are climbing every quarter. So it'll be interesting to see how things are um, are you know are going to turn out here in the next couple of I mean as much as I mean without getting into what I do for a living I can see the trends of what's happening and people are not and you guys probably know this just as well as I do and, and this isn't an America thing you guys in other countries that are listening to this can understand what I'm saying um, things are getting expensive. Everything is getting expensive. Everything. <laughs> we're talking about houses, but we're you know we know eggs and milk and bread and beer and potato chips and whiskey. I'm pissed about that one. Um, <laughs> you know everything's getting expensive, and it might it might be twenty cents, it might be fifty cents, it might be a dollar, and whatever bullshit excuses we're getting, the fact of the matter is everything is getting higher except for our paychecks. So. It's going to be interesting. This next year, two years, it's going to be interesting. Really can't wait for 2024 to get here and uh, see if whoever becomes the next president. I can only pray to God it's not Biden. And uh, whether it's Trump or DeSantis or whoever, hopefully we can get this ship turned around and get things right again. All right, so you guys probably heard this story. We didn't talk about it here. I saw this the other day. The uh, so there was a grand jury in Georgia, and um, I don't have the video here, so it's not really. I'm just going to kind of spitball on this one. So she was interviewed on MSNBC, and and what this was is a grand jury on whether or not to uh, indict President Trump on election meddling and so on and so forth. Her name was or is Emily Coors. Um, she's 30, private citizen, grand jury four person. Um, she, the MSM, M, MSNBC reporter said, I kind of want it, or she says this to the NBC, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president because I got to swear everybody in. And so I thought it'd be really cool to get 60 seconds with the president of me looking at him and being like, do you solemnly swear and me getting him to swear in? I, I don't know if that's what she sounded like, but kind of in my mind, that's what she sounds like. She says to CNN, 
There may be some names on the list you wouldn't expect, but big names that everyone keeps talking about and asking me about. I don't think you'd be shocked. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, the background of this girl, she's into witchcraft. She's all she's kind of fucked in the head, but whatever. I'm going to get to the le- legality of her job as a grand jury for, uh, for person. Okay, so here's the deal. My wife, this is not my wife, my wife <laughs> is on jury duty, federal jury duty. She has to go to Tampa once a week, and she is on a, uh, a grand jury similar to this, okay? So every week, once a week, on Wednesdays, she has to go to Tampa. She has to be there like at 9 or whatever time, and she's there till, till they're done. Sometimes she's home at 12, and sometimes she's there till 5, point of the matter is my wife as far as I know <laughs> isn't the four person I maybe she is I don't know um she doesn't talk to me about anything she might give me a brief like a synopsis of oh yeah my god we had to see some stuff about child pornography or we had to see some stuff about whatever you know the stuff that she's seeing but she can't go into detail she can't be like oh Bob Johnson's being uh, looked at for porn you know child pornography or anything like that she she can't do that because it's illegal so, how is this person, how do we even know her name, number one? And she's giving interviews to MSNBC and CNN and God only knows who else. And saying these things that she's saying? Um, I, I, I would assume Trump didn't get indicted because we didn't hear about that. only thing we've heard is this. So she's like, I kind of wanted to subpoena the former president. You can't kind of want to do anything unless you kind of want to actually prosecute him. See, a grand jury's job is to hear the evidence in the case. You don't get to subpoena anybody. You hear this is what the prosecution has, and it's not even a defense. There's no defense there. It's like Trump and his defense team is there in court. It doesn't work like that. The, the state presents a case to the grand jury. Here's the case. We think that Donald Trump did A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And this is why we think that. Now it's up to the grand jury to look at said evidence and say, oh shit, yeah, we we do believe he did A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Or no, this is bullshit. We don't see anything. So it doesn't work like she's saying, but the fact that she's even talking about it automatically puts the puts whatever may have been there in jeopardy. So, you know, good luck with that. All right. What else do we got here? Um, I'm skipping through some of this stuff because I, I don't really care. This is an interesting hit here. Selling. So for you for you guys in New York, uh, if you're in New York City listening to this, New York City is auctioning off $200 million in COVID supplies. So all the face mask and rubber gloves and hand sanitizer and butt plugs and whatever else in the hell the city bought. And they have $200 million worth of this shit piled up in their stock. They're auctioning it off. They're selling it for the low, low price of $500,000. So, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know how that $200 million came about. Is it tax money? Was it given to them by the... I mean, wherever the money came from, it was tax money. Whether it was given to them by the federal government, the state of New York, whatever... But they're auctioning it. They're selling it at at the uh, the low low cost. So, for example, a junk dealer from Long Island 
picked up $12 million in ventilators for just $24,000. It took the dealer 28 truckloads to cart off cart all the stuff away. So you got to think for 24 grand even if he sells that shit for a third of the cost, he's still going to make like 4 million dollars. So, hmm. Interesting. Jimmy Carter is in hospice. He's 98. That is not a sh- sh- uh, surprise there. That's not a shocker. No offense to Jimmy Carter. 98. I don't want to live to be 98. So, uh, you know, God bless him. And hopefully everyone's, he's right with God. So that's all I can say. Uh, we, we heard about this. So I don't think we talked about it. Trump went to East Palestine. I know they call it Palestine, but that's not how it's spelled. So I'm calling it Palestine. Before the White House, that's a big story. Of course, now you're hearing on the left. Oh, he took 13 year old water. Okay, it's water that he gives at his that he sells or whatever at his golf courses. So, okay. Um, oh, he went here and oh, he's doing this, and I was like, "Fuck you guys!" He the only reason Pete Booty Judge even went to the fucking place was because Trump went there. Biden is yet to even send out his prayers and well wishes. To the poor people of this town. And the whole time, all these people want to do, Pete Booty Judge and the EPA person and Korean diversity hire, all they want to do is blame Trump for this. Because he rolled back some regulations on breaking, blah, blah, blah. Let me ask you a question. Um, (laughs) Biden, on day one, freaking executive ordered and reversed every single one of Trump's executive orders. Okay, so if Trump rolled this back, did he do it through executive order? Because if he did, wouldn't it have been reversed through Biden's executive orders? Or was it a law that was passed by Senate, that by, you know, by Congress to reverse said laws, therefore present another law? I mean... You, you, you're blaming Trump. Oh, Obama had the law passed. Obama didn't pass shit. Obama's Congress passed a law for these breaks. He signed it. Then I, I'm assuming if Trump did an EO on it, didn't Biden reverse all his EOs? And if he didn't, why didn't he reverse this one? So whose fault is it? You can blame Trump, but really, Biden should have reversed this one too. So whatever. If we're going to point fingers, then let's do the point fucking finger game. All I know is this is there's a lot of shit going on in this country between trains and blowing up and derailing and plants blowing up and so on and so forth. And we'll get into all that here in a little bit. Um, Biden, in the meantime, hauls ass to Ukraine. So, all right, what else have we got here? (sighs) I'm going to skip this story because I'm going to get into that in a little bit. James O'Keefe, you saw this, is out from Project Veritas. So I would actually kind of, in my personal opinion, James O'Keefe is out at Project Veritas. I would say Project Veritas is out of business. <laughs> that's the way I look at it. And that's pretty much the basis of what happened this week as far as what the news media is covering. Because, you know, that's all you guys need to know about. All right, so... um what else do we got here? I got a bunch of stuff, so here we go. Oh, what's what's going on? 
Oh, I see what we're doing here. Uh-huh. All right. So if you guys don't know what that sound is, that's going to be anytime we talk about Joe Biden. That's his intro music. You know, <laughs> we're going to fake an air raid siren every time we talk about dirty poopy pants Joe Biden. All right, here we go. So you guys remember the show the other day I did. I talked about what a president can and cannot do, right? If you guys recall, I'm going to kind of spitball a couple of these things. So he can make treaties with the approval of the Senate, okay? He can talk to foreign countries. He can sign bills. He can veto bills. Um, recognize foreign countries, plan pardons. What he cannot do is make laws, declare war, decide how federal money will be spent. Right? We talked about that because we were talking about the money. You know, he, he went to Ukraine and he's given them whatever it was, five hundred more million dollars or whatever. You know, it's just fucking. Ukraine's now the fifty-first straight state. I think. I think I saw that somewhere. Um. We talked about making laws. They can't do that. So why in the hell are all these presidents? And I'm not even just talking about Biden because Trump did it, Obama, whoever else, and the 20, 40 some odd before them do executive orders. If they can't make laws, then what the fuck is an executive order? And how's it legal? You know, I mean, that's I, I answer me that. That's all I want to know. All right. So the key here is decide how to spend federal money. And make treaties with the approval of Senate. Those are kind of what I want you guys to remember. And the reason I say that is because of this. I don't know if you guys saw this. So these are what we're going to cover here from here on out are going to be stories that you're probably not hearing a lot about, if at all. And if you did, you probably heard them for a second and then they went away. So the Biden administration negotiates a deal, <laughs> negotiates deal to give the WHO, not the band, but the World Health Organization, authority over U.S. pandemic policy. Now, this was a story we actually talked about a while back, because this was something that was brewing probably about six months ago. And um, now it's coming to fruition. Okay? So, what, is, what, is, what does it all mean, Basil? The Biden administration is preparing to sign up the United States to legally binding accord with the World Health Organization that would give the Geneva-based UN subsidiary the authority to dictate American policies during a pandemic. Despite widespread criticizing of the WHO's response to the COVID pandemic, U.S. Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Bacara joined with the WHO Director General Tedros blah, 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 in September, I'm not even trying to say his name. I don't even care. His name is Tedros. Um, in September of 22, to announce the U.S. WHO strategic dialogue together, they developed a platform to maximize the long-standing U.S. government WHO partnership and to protect and promote the health of all people around the globe, including American people. These discussions and others spawned the zero draft of a pandemic treaty. Let me, let me reread that. These discussions and others spawned the zero draft of a pandemic treaty. What can't the president do? He can't sign treaties without what? Senate approval. 
published on February 1st, which now seeks ratification by all 194 WHO member states. A meeting in the WHO's intergovernmental negotiating body is scheduled for February 27th. So what's that, Monday, Tuesday? Um, I think it, it, Monday. I think it's Monday, yeah. So that's something we're going to keep keep an eye on because uh, maybe that'll be something to talk about on Monday show, which all members will then sign. Written under the banner of the World Together Equali- uh, equ- Equitably. Equitably? Equitably. There you go. I can't talk. <laughs> the Zero Draft grants the WHO the power to declare and manage global pandemic emergency once a health emergency is declared. All signatories, including the United States, would submit to the authority of the WHO regarding treatments, government regulations such as lockdowns and vaccine mandates, global supply chains, and monitoring and surveillance of all populations. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Right. You can go fuck yourself. How's that sound? Just said... Just said, I literally just read what the president cannot do. So by law, by United States law, by the Constitution of the United States of America that this dumb fuck swore an oath to, by law, he is not allowed to sign treaties without Senate approval. So why would this be allowed? Sign it. I'll tell you to go fuck yourself. Because I'm telling you right now, that is another illegal fucking thing. When are... Once again, I'm going to ask this question. I think this has been the fucking focus for the last three or four shows that I've done. When are we, the people of this country, going to stand up to this authoritarian rule and say enough is enough? When? This man, if he signs this treaty, if the United States does this under the penmanship of Joseph R. Biden, when will we have him locked up? That is treason. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. I guys told you where you could find me. Don't try on America.com. Twitter at DTOM underscore 1775 or on Facebook at Don't Try on America. And then there's this. Shh, here's another thing that Biden's doing. Biden quietly funneled $36 billion in tax dollars to Teamsters Union for mismanaged pensions. So the Teamsters Unions, right, essentially the mob, mismanaged their people's pensions. Now the Teamsters deal with uh, like dock workers, uh, garbage men, uh, you know, different things like that. Kind of like a construction type thing. So, um, he's given the Teamster Union a bailout in the form of $36 billion in tax dollars for their poorly managed pensions. One of the issues facing the United States in the near future is unfunded liabilities. Okay, so I'll say this about that. At least he's giving it to Americans instead of Ukrainians. <laughs> but once again, shh, I'm gonna give this money. I'm not gonna talk about it. We're just gonna do it. This was yesterday. Did you guys hear anything about that? No, because why? Trump's giving people in Ohio 13 year old water. 
And this snuck right by y'all. Guarantee you didn't hear about this. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, this man is subverting his oath of office on a daily basis. I, Joseph R. Bottom, here do swear to uphold the Constitution of the United States, so help me God. I believe he said that on January 20th, 20, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting worked up, 2021. Let me get a drink of water, right? I believe he said that. So, <laughs> if the law is that this dumb fuck can't sign treaties without Senate approval, can't dictate how federal money is spent, but in the last week, We've seen him give $36 billion here, $500 million there, $2 billion there, uh, sign a treaty here, sign a treaty there. Fake air sirens. I mean, come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. Right? <sighs> All right. So another thing. <sighs> Let's see. Did I write a, a header on this one now, or am I just going into it now? More stories that people aren't talking about. <sighs> what? is going on in this country with everything. Now, if you don't live within 50 miles of where this happened, you probably haven't heard about it. In Oak Ridge, Tennessee, home of the Oak Ridge Boys, I don't know. <laughs> Seems like that would be where they're from, but anyway. Uh... I think this is in the vicinity of Knoxville. There was a fire at Y-12 National Security Complex in Tennessee, the original Manhattan Project. Okay, so let me get to this story. So this was on Wednesday. A compound of uranium is, set, is on fire at the Y-12 National Security Complex in Tennessee. A major response is currently underway. As multiple emergency crews are responding to uranium fire, um, the Y-12 complex has confirmed the material involved in the fire was a compound of uranium officials. So, this place, let me see if it goes into it here. Let me scroll down, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think there wasn't very, several hundred employees were evacuated. I don't think anyone died or anyone got injured for the most part. Um says there's no worries for community members uh, and there were no contaminated because the of the fire. I believe we heard that in Ohio, too. So, I mean, take it for what it's worth. Uh, Y-12 is Knoxville's fourth largest employer with nearly 8,000 employees. Uh, the Y-12 sits on 811 acres and was built in 1943 as part of the Manhattan Project. Consolidated Nuclear Security has operated Y-12 since the previous contract B&W was fired after anti-nuclear protests broke into the facility in 2012. So it makes you wonder, is that what happened here? This place is responsible for the uranium that they use in our nuclear warheads, in our nuclear, military nuclear situations. Okay? So if you don't work there and you don't live in this area, you didn't know that, this is in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, just outside of Knoxville. That's kind of a big deal. You're talking a plant, and this is kind of like, oh, there's a fire, but no one's hurt, blah, blah, blah. I look at it like this. 
train derailments. All these train derailments that have happened have happened with, with trains carrying noxious chemicals. A lot of these plants, these plants that have caught on fire around the country, have been chemical plants. And then you see this uranium plant, essentially, catch on fire. Are these just accidents? Are we that? All of a sudden we can't maintain shit? So, here's the thing. The train accident in Ohio. The whole time they want to blame Trump for the brakes, when realistically, what Democrats could have done and should have done, I guess, for their sake, but they're too fucking stupid, it's just easier to point the fingers, they should have just said, we need stronger regulations. We need to look at our infrastructure as crap. Um, we need more money for infrastructure. I mean, they could have used this for a way to drum up support for more money, you know, for infrastructure. But no, they want to point fingers at everybody. But like all these plant fires, I said this like a week or so ago, you know, you got the spy balloons, you got these UAPs, you got all this shit going on. Could this be, could this be terrorist? Whether it be domestic, foreign, you've got to ask the question. You have to ask the question. It's not like these are just random plants. I mean, it was bad enough when you see the food plants, when you see the food processing plants, the chicken farms. When you see those things going up in, in flames, you're like, what the fuck's going on with our food? This shit's burned. And I was like, okay, I talked about this. And it was like, you know, a way for an enemy to defeat its enemy, or, you know, a way for a, a country to defeat its enemy is to starve them. You know, a military marches on its on its stomach, and you could say, well, we're not military, we're just regular old dudes. Right, but in essence, um, I, I explained this, you know, we're pretty much, if you own a gun, if you're one of us, so to speak, you're military. Whether you sign the oath, used to sign the oath, haven't signed the oath <laughs> in 20 years, so on and so forth, you understand what I'm saying. You're in it. Um, it's going to be hard to battle if you don't have food. So there was one, but now you're having all these plant fires. These, and I'm not saying plants like bushes and shit. I'm talking about these chemical plants all across the country, whether they're in red areas, blue areas, it's just everywhere. Uh, you can't help but ask the question. Then you have uranium plant catch fire. This is like a top-level secret, not secret, obviously 8,000 people work there, but it's, I would assume you just don't walk on this base and there's got to be something else here. There's got to be. <sighs> All right. So on to uh, one of the stories that was in my roundup. Um... So you guys may have heard about the story of Mark Middleton. So he worked at the Clinton White House in the 90s. And I, we talked about this on the show last year sometime. So he was found on his ranch in Arkansas. And um, we never got the details. Okay? So <laughs> he was found dead. It was ruled a suicide. Okay, but this week, the uh, <laughs> they finally released or it was obtained. I don't know if it's through the Freedom of Information Act or whatever, but uh, <laughs> obtained the uh, 
the the actual causes of his death. Okay, so it was revealed that Middleton was discovered with a gunshot wound to his chest, an extension and end an extension cord around his neck tied to a tree. So I'm going to read this here. I could see the male was obviously deceased, noted Deputy Lawson of Perry County uh, Sheriff's Department following the arrival of the scene. It's worth noting that Lawson's account mentions that although officers found a gun case and three boxes of buckshot in Middleton's BMW SUV, there was no weapon seen anywhere around the body. Although Middleton worked for his family's HVAC business in the years leading up to his death, he had previously been a prestigious position as a special advisor to Clinton and assistant chief of staff. Um, Middleton gained notoriety for reportedly signing in Jeffrey Epstein to the White House on seven of the 17 times he visited the residence. Additionally, he was reported to have flown on Epstein's famous Lolita Express. Middleton left the White House in 95. A year later, Los Angeles Times reported executive access was limited to blah, blah, blah. Uh, Okay, so whatever, whatever. Here's the key. (laughs) He was found... Let me go back here. He was found with an extension cord around his neck tied to a tree. Now, that's not to say that he was hung with an extension cord from the tree. Like, okay, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna hang myself and I'm using an extension cord, let's just say I can't find a rope. I'm okay, shit, here's an extension cord, I'll use that. I tie it around my neck, I jump from the tree, I don't know how you would do that, whatever. Um how how did he get the gunshot wound? <laughs> and this is what we talked about, because the rumor had been out that he hung himself and shot himself. And I had made a joke on the show that he bought the contraption through Acme, the same place that the Roadrunner and Coyote and <laughs> buy their stuff, right? So I even drew up a diagram, because Chris was here that day. We talked about it. And I said, okay, so here's how you do it. You tie the rope around your neck, you throw it over the branch, and then you tie the end of the... Uh, rope to the gun to the trigger you're pointing the gun at you so when you jump and you hang yourself it depresses the trigger and it shoots you that's the only way possible that you could actually hang yourself and shoot yourself at the same time as ridiculous as that sounds this isn't a fucking looney tunes cartoon this is real life now that it's come out that his the extension cord was tied around his neck tied to a tree doesn't say he hung himself with the with the extension cord Essentially, to me, what it sounds like is someone, whoever this was, tied him to the tree around his neck to keep him in place and then shot him with the gun because, number two, he was shot in the chest with, obviously, a shotgun based on the the bullets that were uh, buckshot, right? You, you don't use buckshot in a, in a 45, right? It's a shotgun. And then there's no gun. So you can't even say, well, maybe he shot himself somewhere else. So he shot himself. Let's just play devil's advocate. He shot himself at the barn 100 yards away, which I would assume is false because they would have probably looked there and still didn't find a gun. But okay, but just for, for shits and grins, we're going to say he shot himself in the barn. I shot myself. Now I'm going to go out to the tree over there and tie myself to the tree. Right? Stupid. How stupid are we 
what did Mark Middleton know? Because he obviously did not kill himself. But the hits just keep on coming. We've talked about this time, not this particular story that I'm about to talk about. We've talked about the Clinton body count. That is a real thing. You can look it up. Wikipedia has a whole page. And it actually lists the names of everybody that's died suspiciously that had something to do with the Clintons. Some, some way or another, there's some kind of link to the Clintons through their whole entire life of being Bill and Hillary Clinton. Um, Mark Middleton was one of those names. Here's a new name to add to the list. A New York City billionaire fin- financier, Thomas Lee, and friend of the Clintons found dead of self-inflicted gunshot wounds. This was yesterday. <laughs> like I said, the hits just keep on coming. Billionaire investor Thomas H. Lee, 78, was found dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound in his swanky New York office uh, on Thursday morning, according to the New York Post. The family is deeply saddened uh, while the world knew him as one of the pioneers of private equity business, successful business name, blah, 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 blah. Our hearts are broken. Lee was a good friend. Um, financier was found dead, self-inflicted bun- gunshot wound. Uh, doesn't say where he was shot. Was he shot in the head? Uh, the official, the office of the chief of medical examiner will determine the official cause of death. It's probably the bullet. I'm just guessing. Um, yeah, it doesn't doesn't give details, so I'll really have to pay attention because we the fact that you probably never heard this story means that they're not going to announce that he was killed with a 45 to the right temple or if he was tied to a tree with an extension cord and they couldn't find the gun. They're not, you know, we're going to have to find that. We're going to have to look for it. I just want to point out that here's another financier. Here's another person had ties to the Clintons and killed. Why? Why would he kill himself? 78 years old. I mean, at 78, you're pretty much knocking on the door anyway, right? I mean, I know there's people that are 78 and 80 and, you know, 80-year-olds that run our country. (laughs) Not very well, but they're there. So, if this guy was in his office, I would assume he was still working at 78 years old. Um, Why would he kill himself? He was a billionaire, so you can't even say, well, maybe his business was failing. He was 78. He was a billionaire. Even if he just said, fuck it, I'm going to retire and just be a billionaire. Why would he kill himself? There's more to this story. Once again. Then there's this. Now, this is going to be a stretch, but I'm going to connect the Clintons. So, here we go. Did you hear about the Little Rock plane crash? Probably not. Okay. So, since the train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, the members... A number of other crashes across the USA, from derailments to man-made disasters, have been widely reported as questions over the quality of American infrastructure permeate the national conversation. So there was an Oklahoma tank fire last week, a pipe bomb found near Philadelphia train tracks, a series of separate derailments this month, has all led to speculation and conspiracy theories about causes of the incidents. Now... Here's the news of a plane crash in Arkansas, which five people were, were killed on, uh, what was that, Tuesday, as attracted global headlines, which I, it's global headlines, so surely you heard about it, but you probably didn't. 
in large part because the passengers worked for an environmental consultant firm headed to Ohio. Now, why were they headed to Ohio? The the plane, uh, the passengers were heading to uh, an Ohio metal plant that had blown up. One another plant yet who caught fire. Now, this was a metal plant. And literally, if you saw the pictures of this plant, it looked like a bomb went off. Now, I'm sure it had something to do with the smelting and the melting and the this and the that and something, gases, I, I don't know. But the these employees were from a company called CTEH. They're an envi- uh, environmental consult- consultancy firm. Okay. Now, I've tried to find... Can- can- um, some kind of connection between that company, these people, or the metal company, and the Clintons. I've, I'm still working on that. But I'm going to make up my own conclusions because, you know, that's what we do here. Um, okay, I have a couple of questions. Why? I'm not besmirching the company CTAEH. They, I, I, I'm not saying that. But you mean to tell me you're going to fly... There was four scientists and the pilot. So those five people all worked for the company. They all died. Literally took off from the Bill and Hillary Clinton National Airport. Not making this up. <laughs> I'm not. Don't mean to laugh at these poor people, but uh, we don't know the results it, of what, why, how, and whatever they said. It could take up to two years. We might not fucking know shit for anything. Um. But let's just spitball. CTAEH, environmental consultancy firm, was flying to Ohio from Arkansas. I mean, not the longest flight in the world, but there's not an environmental consultancy firm near Ohio, more, more near than Arkansas. There's not one in New York or Philly or anywhere up that way. Maybe D.C. Just asking a question um and they and and then there was links to them supposedly after they went to this metal plant they were going to go to the train crash and yada 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 whether that's true or not i don't know i i told someone about this story the yesterday and the or actually i told him tuesday and the uh he's like they were dead before they got on the plane and i kind of laughed and i was like well i mean it wasn't like it was a jet they didn't take off on a, like a 747. It was just a little plane. Um, could they have been dead? Could that plane have been remote? I mean, we have drones. We have that technology. I'm just saying. But what's the connection? There's got to be. I, I guess there doesn't have to be. Just because they flew out of Little Rock doesn't mean the Clintons had anything to do with it. But I'm sure the Clintons had something to do with it. So we're going to have to figure that one out but I'm going to pay close attention to that and just to see what pops up because I just think it's it's weird that you have four scientists that were relatively young, you know, people. Um, I, I know they released the names and the ages. I don't think I have it right here. It's, it doesn't, I mean, it does matter, but it, I mean, for the story reason, it doesn't matter. It's, it's, I don't know, it's just, I don't know, it's just something weird about it. Then I... Chris had sent me a brief story of when, where the plane crashed. You had these five people, you know, died from the crash. But in that same vicinity of the crash 
they found a dead body that had nothing to do with the plane crash. And the crazy thing is, is he sent me the story. It was from whatever, Channel 7 in, in Little Rock, KATV or something like that in Little Rock, had the story, but then I can't, I can't find it anywhere. Like, he sent me the story, so I try to find the story to read it, and I can't find it. It's nowhere to be found. It's not on that website anymore. I'm trying, like, and then when I look up dead body in Arkansas, you know, where plane crash, they talk about the plane crash. I just think, oh, that yawn came out of nowhere. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I just think it's weird, all these situations that are occurring. And it's like, um, I don't know. The 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 uh, airplane took off. Shortly after takeoff, it crashed. Um, we're we're gonna have to keep an eye on this story because I'm sure there's gonna be more to this. Surely, the interesting thing about TikTok, and I'll say this: I know you hear a lot of stuff about TikTok and. You shouldn't be on there because of whatever. Um, the interesting thing about TikTok is this. Once you fall into the right algorithm, you get a lot of interesting stories. Now, I'll say this about that. Everything I see on TikTok, I look up afterwards. So, And those of you that are on TikTok will understand what I'm about to say. You'll get some dude or some chick who'll get up there and be like, did you see this? And it'll be like a green screen and they're pointing at a, at a uh, news story of some sort. Then I want to go hunt that news story down, which was one of the stories about the, the dead body found in the same vicinity of where this plane crashed. And it had, <clears throat> it had the name of the sort. It had the story from the, from the website. So I went to that website and couldn't find it. So the story existed at one time. This just happened Tuesday, so that story was there Tuesday. But here on Friday, it was, or I say Tuesday, it was Wednesday. On um, <clears throat> Wednesday, then the story was gone on Friday. I mean, why? <laughs> if 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 a plane, if if everything is on the up and up, and this plane just happened to crash because maybe the weather was bad. And these five poor people just happen to die because of the plane crash. And there's nothing to see here other than what you see. Oh, by the way, Bob Johnson was found dead in the field. Had nothing to do with the plane crash. He was just a dead body. And I want to know about that dead body too. Not to say that Clinton's had anything to do with it. But, you know, I'd still try to find out if they did because they may have. I mean, pretty much at this point, anyone that dies in Little Rock, I'm blaming the Clintons. <laughs> I just want to find the connection. I just think it's weird that you had this happen. But anyway. So. Uh, I think. I think that's all I have. But my computer decided to reload here. So you're just going to have to give me a second here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, you know. That is all I have for today guys. Um, I wanted to touch. I, something I'm working on. We keep hearing a lot about social security. Now the folks that are not living in this country that are listening to the show, obviously. Uh, this means nothing to you unless you happen to be an American citizen. You're just abroad listening to the, the sultry tones of the PCGC. <laughs> but uh, 
we're hearing a lot about Social Security right now and how uh, Republicans want to limit it, Democrats want to limit it, we want to don't do this and we want to raise this and we don't want to lower that and we want to raise taxes and da-da-da-da-da. <clears throat> I just have a question, and this is something I'm going to research and maybe I'll talk about it on Sunday or Monday whenever I do the next show. Why, why isn't there money there? Okay, and I ask that question because of this. Those of you that work, have worked, maybe you're retired, every year you get a statement from Social Security. And it tells you, you can look at your statement, and it tells you what you've made your whole entire work life. Like, I'll look at mine, and it goes all the way back to 89, I think. I think it's 89 when I first started working. And it shows you what you made every single year up until this past year. And you usually get that statement like a month before your birthday. Why, I don't know, but whatever. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, you can literally go to, social, I think it's the SSN or something like that. Uh, SSI, I don't know. Um, just look up Social Security earnings or something like that. And you can log in and just you give them a wet, uh, you know an email and you'll get it every month or every year. <clears throat> Nonetheless... And what, what you do on this website is it tells you everything you made from your first job up until current, up until this past year. And it'll say you made X amount of dollars each year. And then it tells you how much you paid in in Social Security. And then in, if you went out on disability right now, you would, would expect to get this dollar amount per month in Social Security. Uh, if you keep earning at the rate you're earning, um, when you retire at whatever the age is to get full benefits, um, you get that, you know, whatever that dollar amount is. If you go out early, it'll be this dollar amount, so on and so forth. And uh, my question is this. If you, Joe Schmo, Bob Johnson, that's my, my Joe Schmo person is Bob Johnson, if you worked from the age of 16 to 70, right, and you worked 54 years and you paid however much in Social Security, and at 70 years old, you're like, screw it, I'm retiring, I'll just live off my Social Security. And that number is, let's say it's $2,000 a month. Not a lot of money, I get it, but it's $2,000 a month. If you paid in... The money's there. So my question has always been, because Social Security, Social, Social, <laughs> I swear to God, I'm drinking water. Social Security has been the, the it's been running out of money for God knows as long as I can remember, right? And I, I used to ask the question, well, if if I can prove that I've started working when I was 16 because you guys sent me a statement if I can prove, okay, look, he started working August, whatever, of 1989 when he turned 16 up until however old it is when I'm done working. How can you not pay me my money? You took that money from me, essentially, to give to me later. It's kind of like a savings account. So would I be able to sue the government Okay, you took a million dollars out of my paycheck over the past 50 years. 
I'm going to need a million dollars. I'm just asking a question. I don't know if that's right. But here's the problem. Why is that money running out? If if however many millions of Americans paid into the system, that money should be there, right? Unless you're using that money for other things. So I was kind of looking into this, and I, and I want to expand on a little bit more on, the, on another show. So people that paid a little bit, maybe didn't pay. I mean, there's ways for people to make money off of. So you probably know someone that's on Social Security that didn't work, barely worked, kind of worked, and they work in the system, whether it's disability or I got 20 kids, whatever the case may be. There's your problem. You're giving money to people that didn't put into the system. Why don't we stop giving money away? Period. To people in this country, people in other countries. Just think how how much better this country would be if we just stopped giving money away. I mean, if if I give money to charity, I can write it off as a tax deduction. America can't write it off as a tax deduction. It doesn't work like that. Also, even though I could write it off as a tax deduction, if I don't have money to give, I don't. So, we don't have money to give. Quit giving our money away. I feel bad for the Teamsters unions whose uh, pensions was poorly ran by whoever, but is that my fault as a taxpayer that you worked for a company or a union group or whatever the case may be that mismanaged your pension funds? No, that's not my fault. That's not the other however many millions of people in this country that pay taxes' fault. I'm sorry about your luck, but it's not our fault. But yet, because Biden's behoven to, you know, unions and, and these people, it's, that's what he does. So, anyway. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and put a lid on it there, guys. It's Friday, February 24th, 2023. You guys have a fantabulous day, and I'll be back here either Sunday or Monday. Depends on what I got going on Sunday. The wife will be at work, so I might pop in a show. If not, it will definitely be Monday. So the best way to know that is subscribe to whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. Subscribe to the show right now. Hit it. It's right there. Hit subscribe. Boom. Done. And you'll get the updates whenever they pop in. And you'll be like, hey, D-Tom's here waiting for you. Also, check us out on Facebook if you're on social media at Don't Tread on America. And you'll get the updates there. Or, hear me out. Subscribe to the website, DontTreadOnAmerica.com. And you'll get the updates there, too. Sugar water. All right, guys. With that being said, have a great weekend. I know I will because the wife is off on Saturday, which means as soon as she gets home, we're going to eat dinner. And then we're going to go to bed because we're going to be tired. But then we're going to Tampa. We're going to spend the day in Ebor, going to the clubs and shaking our asses no not doing that 
There's a couple of distillers I want to check out over there because, you know, I don't credit America. We're all about the, the whiskey and the bourbon, and I think they have rum and whatnot, and we're going to eat lunch over there. So anyway, you guys have a great day, and uh, if you see, if you are in the Tampa area and you're in Ebor tomorrow and you see a goofy dude with a goatee, you know, it's probably me. Check me out, and uh, I'll see you guys on Sunday. Have a great day.